0: kind of creeper versions of me if you've seen those i'm like "Mm, i don't know man that that gives me i I don't feel comfortable viewing myself in that light for some reason it just kind of gives me a little cringe so i'm like maybe that's a good reason to use it for you all but it's not a good reason for me to use it so the
1: the eyes were a little beady for me i mean i definitely (laughs) got the point across but they were a little beady
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to sender. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back your Ash and Herald, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back everyone's favorite cult, Eboo, who likes to make weird... Uh, stuffed or whatever characters of me, and that they have sitting in the back of their uh, office. Yep, armored cell. There is
1: Mini Sim. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about
2: no, Mini no. Sim's <laughs> that. Yeah, he's He's, he's always back here. He's with the um. With the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, oh,
1: I Elder see. Dragon. He's got a place of prominence in the in oh, the cult leader shrine. Excellent.
0: I, the out yeah, yeah, of Dragon. I, I'm. Sorry, I mentioned it. I, I don't know what else to say, but hey, before before we dig in today, everybody, I've uh, got to give a shout-out to the home of this podcast over at AshesHQ.com, the community-curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout-out to all the Imperial Flames who are the supporters here on Twitch and YouTube. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Also, a special shout-out to my Kofi supporters over on Kofi.com forward slash some more. Uh, shout-out to Okru and... And Zod, who are all getting special shout outs today for supporting over there more directly. Uh, friends. this is going to be our last podcast episode for the year. I'd say we do one next week, but I'm afraid that's actually Christmas Day. Um, and I'm taking off for a week. So Sims, am I from like the 25th? Through but the 31st, but we are planning in a January 1st, 2023 show, following up with the dev discussion that's gonna, we're not dev discussion, but developer live stream that will be happening uh this upcoming Friday. So I'm gonna go ahead and throw that up so people can go ahead and absorb that. It's gonna be this coming Friday, December 23rd at 11 a.m. Pacific, right? So there you go, it's up on screen tuck it away we'll be doing our ashes post show as always uh over there but um yeah so i'd like to see all uh for the viewing party and the post show it'll be the last post show for the year too um but yeah if you want to leave this show the ashes pathfinders podcast some love go check out our itunes it's pinned over at ashes pathfinder on twitter right there at the top check it out leave us a comment five stars we will read the comment here live and um yeah We got a big show today. I don't know how long it'll actually go. Um, We're gonna be talking a little bit more than I expected. We'd be talking about this particular thing. What's that, Sim? Guess you have to wait, gentlemen. Why don't we play a little catch-up? How's everybody been doing since last week?
1: Uh, Well, just for me, just um, honestly, just been trying to gear up for the holidays and and all that. Um, Playing a little bit of God of War um, offline and. Yeah, I think mostly that's just it. That's all I've had time for, really. But uh, other than that, um, just uh, looking forward to a trip home for the holidays.
0: Nice, nice. What about yeah,
2: I'm, I'm I've, I was currently just finishing up the preparations for Christmas, and I I did a bad thing by not sleeping. And <laughs> yesterday, I, I did a raid, and then, or well, me and the group did the raid, and then I couldn't sleep. I went to bed, couldn't sleep, so I got back up again and did a second raid and didn't sleep that night. So went to work the next morning and it's like <laughs> I was dead. I was dead at work. I, I could. I was not functioning at all.
0: Holy well, shit! Hashtag rust life, huh?
2: Yeah, no life. Yeah. yeah, I don't know.
1: I think it's more like Murtaugh life because I think I'll. <laughs> I've like I had the same situation like maybe like a couple months ago where I was just up and I was like, man, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't do those anymore and survive the next day at work in any shape or form yeah,
0: yeah. papa day day almost almost slept through the day's stream too we were talking on the yeah, pre-show. Today, today
1: i had a little bit of a scare it was almost <laughs> as a you know almost a bad thing where i woke yeah. up and i just my eyes hadn't focused yet and i thought it was two minutes after showtime. so Believe you me, you never seen an old man move so fast (laughs) until you realize, oh, you still got an hour, you good.
0: (laughs) You're like, oh God. I mean, you know, it's funny when that happens, man. Those moments when you like wake up and you're like thinking it's like a certain day or time that it actually is. And you're like freaking out because you're going to be late for something. And turns out you're actually completely fine after all. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I can totally see Sim doing like a just a, a quick, like, uh, group uh, discord call and then what? canceling it and then making you think you missed it when you wake up like on april fools or something I, I can totally see that happening
1: yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure
0: um no probably not no. no i feel like i just need to automatically say no to anything you all bring up for now because if i don't i feel like i am like
1: it's your opportunity to get us back for all the like razzing we do throughout the year. Come on, you gotta you yeah. gotta have those moments because I'm still I'm still waiting for the slap bet to kind of happen, right? It's like I don't know when or where, but something's gonna happen. It will. Or Sim's gonna do something because we've had a few already. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so
0: I wouldn't you least expect it though, like I do something kinda like I'm working on something for Faisal right now. Um I don't know if you all saw this uh some of our awesome community members uh basically chose to let me grab this real quick and i'll I'll show it to everybody i feel like i feel like i feel like the people the community wants to see this if i can find it really quick while we're all talking Um, i don't see it i haven't seen it yet. yeah i just gotta find it it's a little little bit of a of a phasal. where's that oh my gosh dude um it's definitely too far back I'll look for it while we're I'll look for it while we're all while we're all doing our things uh here it's somewhere in here and once I find it I will ensure that I share it with everybody on the live stream but it's basically Faisal um being a little naughty um I just need to get some words to throw up there to make it to make it really sell to make it really resonate um with people in the community and if I don't find it, I swear I guess I'll be looking for it another time. Feels bad, man. It's fine. You know,
2: epic. So this is, is the new uh, Faisal plushie on your, oh my on your
0: <laughs> No, but that's we a really good a idea, actually. Get yeah. The the murder <laughs> bunny plushie. That's that uh, murder bunny
1: plushie. That would be great. Yeah, we need to work on it. I want to play Sim plushie, too. That,
0: that clip is nice. going to I'm just waiting for that clip to go viral, man. It's just a matter of time isn't it?
1: Yeah, we need to do like a GoFundMe or something where we get like an artist to kind of do something and then just present it to you at
0: some point.
2: Yeah, Yeah, just just do just do a really good edit of here's Johnny, but it's just him saying I want to play, and it's like coming through the door.
0: Yeah, Crow Crusader was like he's been him and um, Brown Rice have been trying to like put together like these like weird kind of creeper versions of me have you seen those i'm like mm, i don't know yeah. man that that gives me I, I don't feel comfortable viewing myself in that light for some reason it just kind of gives me a little cringe so i'm like maybe that's a good reason to use it for you all yeah. but it's not a good reason for me to use it so I know, the,
1: the eyes were a little beady for me i mean i definitely <laughs> got the point across but they were a little beady for me i don't know i'm i want something that i can look at and smile not like wonder and double check the locks on my doors and shit you know what i'm
0: saying <laughs> <laughs> oh there it is frozen i appreciate it buddy thank you so much for shooting that over to me shout out to my my wonderful mods man i'm always always doing uh the community right so man i've been i'll be honest y'all i've been uh i'm gonna kind of share a little bit for everybody we don't have this podcast coming up on the 25th we'll be back on the first um, but we're we're gonna be consistent here, but even I'm like gonna be kinda MIA for a little bit. I've been already kind of MIA for a little bit. I've been like deep in writing the the first manuscript. So I gotta get through it, get it done uh, for my book. So that's gonna be that's been going full steam um, along with a few other things. So yeah, it's gonna be a man. 2023 is looking like it's gonna be kicking off with a lot this year. There's like games that we've all been talking about. Ashes Alpha Two is probably gonna be happening. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on in there. Yeah,
2: but once you with the book writing too, if, once you're in the role, man, you can't you can't stop it. Like I, you, gotta, I, you gotta keep going always. Yeah, moving the back.
0: Yeah, because that's kind of where I'm at. Like right now, I'm like, I just I. I've got momentum and I just gotta keep going yeah, with yeah, it. That, yeah. I can't I can't stop because I spent like the whole year just organizing everything, like everything. So it's all there. I've just gotta do I just gotta tell the story right now. And I got started on the prologue and I started doing all that and I was like, ah, you know, it's like I, I've I've been taking time away from other things because I need that, I need to sit down and be doing that regularly. Um and I already feel kind of like a around with
2: you but just in case you have like, uh, spontaneous ideas
0: or so yeah so i do i don't have a right here with me but but i actually don't use that i use three by five cards when random ideas yep. happen but that's that's completely separate from like where i'm at now where i'm at now yep. like the story is all completely organized like it's it's yep. there i've just got to write it to, like finish writing it um like there's no surprises on what am I gonna do where, when, and none of that. That's done. It's been done yeah. for for many months now. Um, so I'm at but but in between, like I would say probably in between this and the next one, uh, that I do that I three by five cards, like keep them on hand. Yeah. Um, and then I've got an internal wiki where I just basically dump everything. Yeah. And then I've got boards where I organize things as I'm going through and doing like organization on like you know, orders or people, civilization, magic, creatures, mythology, whatever it is. That's, that's the thing of creativity, right? It's, mm. not, it's not planned. It's
2: always spontaneous.
0: Yeah. You know where I got some of my best ideas, though, um, was when I started, or I, I'd say not, not necessarily best ideas, but I started really tying all the bigger structures together was whenever I, I would work out in the day, like, or when I work out, I do not so much when i did weights or like calisthenics or any of that stuff like sit ups push ups none of that but when i got on that bike and i did my cardio for like it's about 6 miles so it's like you know i'd be on there anywhere from like 25 to 30 40 minutes depending on how many miles i did but in that i i i'm on autopilot right and i got music going but then like my creative mind just like starts
2: that's exactly right. You know? So as soon as you got, as soon as you got your, you're doing something mm-hmm. physical that's uh, yep. autonomous, then yep. your mind starts flowing. Whether yep. it be in the shower, yep. whether it be going for a run, jog. Yep. Like when you're doing something uh, autonomous, that's when your mm-hmm. brain starts cycling.
0: Yeah, and I, I the moment I get off that bike, it was like I go straight over and just like write all that stuff down. I'd fill out like two or three, three by fives. So, like some of the cool stuff I've come up with, um, has actually been. Uh, elaborated on via that like in this year there were like some really cool things i came up with and it was all because i'd be sitting there on the bike just you know it's right there in my mind the whole time but i get into that autonomous moment and then these things that i've kind of had in the back burner in my brain that i've been contemplative about all of a sudden i start tying them all together and it's just like oh my god i i keep thinking about it and then when i get off i just like boom write it all down um so that's like some of the best stuff has actually been tied together in this past like year or two because before that it was just like just a massive collection of ideas you better be careful you will
2: end up doing a triathlon soon
0: oh you you and your triathlon slash 48 hour stream nonsense you got your 24 hour and that's it i did that's it the 48 hour is a dream on for you at this point you know and i say that with love in the world for alpha two you no, told me you wouldn't do no. that. Obviously. No, because I'm going to be too old, and crusty by the time that happens. I'm already there. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much I work out. Like you're, you're, borderline. Borderline does is. them going to like die on stream or something, and we don't need that, sleep right? That. See, Just you all keep saying stream. that. You guys keep saying that, and we're not even talking ashes right now. It's a great opportunity for me to get us back on track.
1: Well, i just going to say no. one thing. See, no. Dark overlords never die. They do persist. So, what? So dark overlords you never die. Look. They just persist. They always it, come back. You guys There's keep saying. Something.
0: You keep saying things. You know what I mean? You keep saying stuff. Changing
1: the lighting it's, doesn't change it's the truth. That's what going to say. Huh? What, <laughs> so
0: what Changing the lighting doesn't I mean, change the truth. Wait, hold on. What? 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 Please? Thank you. Let that be light. You, you, all are just you're nonsense, man. It's all this is nonsense. Okay, okay. Let's dig into it. The most recent set of cosmetics have got my attention right now, and I'm not usually really <laughs> I'm not usually really big about it, but um, we're we're gonna talk about it now. Before I talk about it. I just want to share something quite important, okay? And in sharing this image with you all, I have a request, and it's, it's a very simple request, and it's uh, it's one of those "help me, help you, help me, help you" situations, okay? And um, this is your moment to shine. Caption this is what is what your this is your your task your mission if you choose to accept it caption this all right refinement caption this send it to me okay so that i can send this to Faisal to let him know that we're thinking about him all right
1: oh that, that just made my day all right
0: all right that's my request everybody
2: thank you I just, uh, with that can we just uh change something can we, can we change yeah, the sure. uh, the person on the right to be a okay. tree and the person on the left to be a desert
0: <laughs> that's good <laughs> put sand over the 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 yeah. left face and like uh i don't know like a groot over the right or something or whatever yeah. it's fine yeah let's <laughs> just click on that and put it away now so yes I, I already
1: have an idea for one of those one of those individuals there Slide into my <laughs> I, DMs. Think I got the other one
0: please i it's uh it would be greatly appreciated right but let's go to what we were actually gonna be talking about. And that's gonna be these cosmetics here, okay? This one is gonna get a little more of a read from me today because the, the namesake of today's show, the Winter Dragon, okay? Because as I read through this, it gave me some seriously interesting ideas or just had me pondering some different ideas related to world bosses, big ass dragons in the game etc. So we're going to like talk about this because there's specific lore that has been getting more and more enriched as time has gone on related to these cosmetics. And it's at this point very clear to me that we're not just seeing simple cosmetic uh flavor text. We're seeing actual lore bits that are connecting to the game. For example, the last one, I think, wasn't it? Was related to cult or the one before that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. our favorite very, cult leader.
2: Very important, very integral to the uh gameplay of the uh Nude Ashes game. Yeah,
0: is that definitely, the cult of stevenism cool. or is that like yeah. the yeah, got it? Got it. Got it, got it. Yeah. Um, this set is called Winter's Nevermore, right? Uh, and I mean, obviously, you can pick it up if you'd like or whatever it's uh what it went, it's already up now it goes till january 11th okay um there are some items on here that i'm curious about but i guess with that being said i'm gonna let this go ahead and start rolling through and i'm gonna let you all maybe tell me uh, some of your overall ideas about like you know what it is about this that may really resonate for you uh what you're digging what you're liking what you might get why and then let's talk about the lore more specifically but feel free to you know dig in on that a bit too if you like it's hefty
1: I'm, i'm with john and chad i definitely think the ship cosmetic and the freehold cosmetic look like totally awesome i'm really digging the gauntlet actually i'm hoping you can have one on either like either arm it isn't just like a one and done because i just i think that what whatever they've done there with the like the dragon head and everything i mean Mm -hmm. i'm like just really super excited about the lore too Mm -hmm. the only thing that i would say didn't necessarily hit me in the feels was the like cosmetic armor it felt a little more plain i don't know i mean this may be just the concept if they want to do like any type of effect, like snowy effect or something like that, I think that might amp it up for me. I might still get it just in case they do something like that. But like all of them really with the accession of the of the, um, the costume for me was uh was actually like really cool. I like the angles and frankly, the ship with that uh with that figurehead was just I just could see like rolling through the seas with that man. That just yeah it was it was awesome, but I I know we're gonna dig into the lore, but I actually really really dig the lore. Like for, it captured me. Like I would say most like most at the start. Like normally I'm like okay I get into it and I'm maybe more into like the specifics, but right at the start it was like wow I can't mm-hmm. wait to dig in to see what else they've got. But yeah, it was really good
0: stuff. Yeah, same. What you armored cell? Yeah,
2: I. I... Like it's not the pack so I would buy, like but the the um the Alpine backbone horn, the, the mount itself, the two uh, horns. I actually quite like that mount. I actually, yeah. it's unique. It's, it's like it. It reminds me very much of um someone from um Star Wars. Same. Honest.
0: That's what I was thinking about. Is that there's one of the creatures, oh, right. more of like the sand. Sand creature, I think, from Tatooine or whatever. Yeah, but but like more of actually no. If you think about The Empire Strikes Back, right?
1: I I want to say it was like the Bantha.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of gave
1: me that vibe.
0: That thing's beefy, dude. Like, yeah, that thing that thing is looking huge. I'm kind of wondering too when I see that. I'm like, man, that looks like that could easily be like a uh, group like a party mount or something, right? Like a different saddle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a modular design. It's like, it's like basically a mammoth in, in World of Warcraft, right? You like, you had the different mammoths and all the thing, it was really different about the, the actual mammoth model was just like, you know, like color variations and yeah the saddle, which allowed you to actually have people hop. It was really cool too because you could like hop there between seats. I always thought that was like a really fun thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah but
2: even the um the bird the pet is i've actually realized i was only got one eye i thought i had um i thought it was like a gem or something but that's actually it's eye yeah that's actually it's
1: eye yeah
0: that's really trippy i
1: I don't want to necessarily dig in the lore now other than like what really stood out to me is Mm -hmm. i felt like we may have gotten another glimpse of the pantheon Mm -hmm. too i mean i'll save like the details for that but i was like i saw that i'm like i reread that i'm like is it is this what i think it is very nice. So I'd be interested to see how that works into the whole pantheon. But yeah. all,
2: everyone has their own perspective of the pantheon as well, which is interesting. So, like, we don't actually know who we're actually seeing the, the, like this from. So, that's another thing we ought to think about whenever we see anything about the pantheon. Like, oh, we've seen it from like the dwarves, the or- orcs. Like, these are the sort of things we need to think about as well.
0: God man I just feel like there's like gonna be some real big like shifts to the lore that we maybe aren't expecting to mm-hmm. you know I feel like I feel like we kind of and I'm I'm not saying like I'm generalizing this for a lot of people but I think it's easy to think sort of like basic, archetypal pantheon you know we reference pantheons we've seen in other games or in stories or i don't know on earth like pantheons related to greek roman mythology i mean fill in the blanks there's tons of different mythologies even around our own world but you know we've got like such basic um, descriptions for some of the deities in the world. Right. We don't, there's a lot we don't know about like the void element that we've like elaborated and speculated about previously, like creatures of the void and like, how does that actually impact things? Like, how does that relate to the deities or the gods? Um, it's, it's really trippy. I mean, this, these, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely down to dig into this too. And I'll probably do a little bit of reading briefly, um, to the things that actually stood out to me the most on here. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about it. But, um, generally speaking i i thought that the uh, the corsage the ice art corsage which is basically the skin for like the the gauntlets or whatever looked really cool um specifically the gauntlet having white like dragon scales on it um that that was really cool i don't know that i get it um but the the baghorn the alpine baghorn which is the creature on the screen and yeah the spire actually the the ship too i gotta say the ship that ship is probably one of the most unique ships i've seen come from them um granted uh we don't know what that's going to look like rendered we're just going off of this very basic uh you know art concept but that and the grim rising that I'm i'm a fan of spires and towers and this one actually structurally reminds me a little bit of like uh, Daedric stuff. Take away yeah. the 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 frost stuff. So if you know anything about the Elder Scrolls lore and etc., this gives me Oblivion. Maybe it was Dagon, uh, Cold Harbor, freaking um, Bullock uh, Ball, which are two of the Daedric princes, in the uh, story for the Elder Scrolls. And this reminds me. I mean, just turn that into like a, sort of like a metallic stone. Uh, color variant or whatever just make that look metal and I'm like that's from like the Deadlands right there like that looks yeah. like something from Mary's Dagon in Oblivion or something so that one's pretty cool those three I'm definitely into I mean I could pro- yeah I'm with you on the jerk and it doesn't really interest me a whole lot although it's looking like it's got some of the same sort of aesthetic to it with the skills so mm-hmm. yeah the white dragon skill so it's pretty, pretty cool. It looks like it's definitely got like a frosty sort of aura to it. When I look at it, um, you can't really see it that great here, but you can kind of see on the you can kind of see it a little bit on the screen, actually. But you definitely if you look at it with a black background, it stands out a little more. There's like a corner sort of like a cold chill aura to like the armor a bit specifically where the scales are at. So that's something I'm sort of curious about. But okay, how how do we want to do this? Because I'm going, we can we can sort of just jump into the different parts of this that we are curious about in regard to lore without me reading it all. Um, that might be the better way to go about it. I'm going to link it to everyone in chat here. I'd be very curious to see what those of you who are here live think about this. And if you're watching this later, um, whether it's on YouTube or you're listening to it, I encourage you to check out the descriptions for yourself over on their news post uh, announcement for the current cosmetic set uh, for December to January 2022 to 2023. Uh, but I'll let you guys jump in in no particular you know order here.
1: I would say the first thing that stands out to me is like I know early on when we were just getting introduced in the Kickstarter, they talked about like events and they particularly talked about a dragon right mm-hmm. that might depending on how nodes develop might arise that you would have to defeat so i like the fact that they're revisiting that and i think they've talked about this too like later as well where if you defeat the dragon then it'll lift the curse and it would yeah. bring an end to all winters extending the growing season so i'm wondering like how that would work in game um mm-hmm. but i do like the fact that they did that and i'm actually one of these other things i'm going to throw this out there and see like if because i recently have been <clears> seeing some tweets from bear McCreary, and Mm -hmm. i know obviously he's done some work for some things that we're not fans of like (laughs) rings of power (laughs) yeah but i was like thinking i'm like i hope (laughs) that he does like some sort of like tavern songs or something Mm -hmm. that you could play in the taverns because i kind of feel like the minute I read oh The Tale of Winters Nevermore is a popular tavern song. I'm like, Bear, dude. So this is kind of a request. I don't know if they'll be able to fulfill this or not in terms <clears> of the scope of what they're having Bear do, but please make some tavern songs.
0: Yeah. I would love that.
1: I would love that, yeah. especially like knowing the work he's done with say like God of War. I was about to say. Yeah, I mean, I could just totally see this happening. Um, so yeah, anyway, but for me I, I would say the the first part of this where they talked about that um and the curse and the ice heart dragon and then you started talking about um the different like I would say gods specifically like the you know Freja the ice heart dragon so we know the name of the dragon and we know that there's a celestial dragon god which I was like Oh my. I mean I just reread mm. that and, and the nerd meter just went from 0 to you know what. So it was uh it was really cool um to see that you'll have like a blessing on this and again I see something in the concept where it looks like it's almost got this like frost effect which I've seen in other games like the Blizzard game but um but I would love to see something subtle with the armor and with the gauntlet potentially and then uh i know the i was like all like i was like totally into this pet cosmetic like in terms of the visual and i was reading the story then it creeped me out at the end where you just Mm. these scavengers will essentially like them and their ravenous nestlings will come after you um if you accidentally like you know have a situation as a climber so i was like whoa that's a little a little dark (laughs) but uh, yeah those were like those were probably like the major ones and obviously the i already talked about my you know my love of that the ship and that like you know making a path through the frozen seas um yeah and and the tower so yeah those were like i would say my additional takeaways i really enjoyed this and and the tie back to lyneth um in terms of uh the en- their enemies being fr- uh thrown in and imprisoned in this tower yeah, yeah it's there's just this is so lore rich um i like i really like mm-hmm. especially like the lore cuz i think mm-hmm. there's been probably cosmetic sets that i would rate above this in terms of like what i liked in, yeah. in totality but it's still quality like you know uh, and things i like for the most part but the lore kind of really brought it home for me yeah.
0: What, what yeah, about you, C- yourself the,
2: the celestial dragon thing really—it like, reminds me of like um once again like D and D Pathfinder with the like uh, yeah. what was a Tamet Tamet the um like the the multi-headed dragon god um that but, but once again like celestial dragon like how how would you ever meet a celestial dragon like you'd have to go yeah. out there like these are not more things that are like yeah these are more things that are hinting at. Out of, out like, off-planet sort of yep. scenarios, which is, you've always hinted at. Like, I f- I f- that what yep. excites me as well. Like, more things mm-hmm. that say, hey, this is something that might be here, but we're right. not going to tell you much more about it.
0: I can tell you where you're going to meet that celestial god, and people are like, wait, what? Don't worry, we're going to read it in a little bit here. Because there's, like, certain things, specifically, I plan to read from each of these, or at least, like, paraphrase. But you know we go to that corrupt moon i mean that's a perfect opportunity but also it, i guess let's hit on that then right there was also you said there was a reference to lyneth right there's also mm-hmm. reference right on the first one there there's like a lot just this isn't even the biggest paragraph but are just talking about that gauntlet Right, talking about the trek to the ice the ice heart dragon's roost, right, for several weeks in the dwarves of the northland, right? So we get a reference to the dwarves. Then we also get the ice heart corsage, finally wrought one handed gauntlet of white dragon scale, right, sculpted in the visage of Frisia, the ice heart dragon herself. The glove, here's the reference, blessed by the celestial dragon god Tatzilwern itself is thought to provide protection from all dragon kind therefore is highly valuable blah blah blah. okay so i mean you could you could take that right there and go okay it's like you know we could just speculate but it seems pretty likely you're getting a reference to materials right or a certain type of armor That can be honed, you know, by Master Crafters or whatever that might utilize something. Also, you're getting a reference to Celestial God Dragon. And so is that God Dragon, Tatsul Wern, is that actually an aspect of one of the gods? Or is this something entirely different? I mean, feel free to jump on that one because that's my mind. Like, are we talking the deities of the Pantheon? Or is this Celestial God like its own thing? Like...
2: Uh, so, a lot in um, Pantheon, especially in the mm-hmm. D&D campaigns I've played in, is, is normally a, a mid, like, like top god sort of scenario, right? Like, yep. of, like, like different planes of existence. And then there's, like, uh, minor deities, like the deity of um, of luck or deity. Like, there's small minor deities. Because, like, how, how most of the games that I've played explain it is the more people praise those gods, the more powerful they are. So, that's why there's minor right. deities and major deities because minor deities don't have as, as a large of a following, but they still mm. have enough of a following to gain that power. So I think this might be one of those minor deities mm-hmm. where it's still a celestial God, like dragon God, but it doesn't mean that everyone's going to be following it as much as like the goddess of creation.
0: Right. Yeah. Or the, the, yeah. the people on the planet, right? Cause like those are the people yeah. that are praying, but you also hit at something else, which is in my wheelhouse of where I'm thinking too. So, Oh my God, this can go so many different directions, dude. Um, okay. One, deities of different levels. And then you got, yeah. you said uh, realms, right? You're talking yeah. about realms of existence, right? Different planes. So we already know that planes of, of of reality and existence, and you got the void realm, you got the god realm, you got the material plane where the people are at, You you know? And so are there additional planes of existence as well? And then when you talk about like, deities lesser or greater i mean then within the ashes are we just still talking perfected use of the essence because when we have the reference to the pantheon that's how they're described right so when when we look at that description we could also make an assumption that these are just beings in general but because of the fact that they have that knowledge they are worshipped and they can create because they have that like level of perfected use of the essence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It makes you wonder too, like, are is there or are there creatures that exist that are maybe deities like armored cells talking about? Maybe they're not a part of the pantheon, but maybe they exist in a different way in regard yeah. relation to the essence. So it's yeah. Something to think about. And, you know, for those of you that are watching, listening, wherever you're seeing this, listening to it at, please feel free to chime in on this one, because this is this has got like a lot of potential to speculate on. Um, Would you talk about the the aviator, the pin feather aviator? That's the bird that we talked about. Um, overall, there wasn't a lot on this one specifically that stood out for me, but there was a particular piece That I did wonder about because there was a lot about like, oh, birds of prey in the frozen areas and glaciers and this and that and how they look and one eye. okay that's cool. But circling above potential prey, not really different. I mean, vultures are like that, but prey like demonic vultures. So that that reference to demonic vultures was what caught my eye because that I immediately started thinking about some of those same ways that they were referencing the cult set talking about those creatures of, of the void. So this one right here isn't, we don't have anything directly to like correlate this to, but to make that reference a demonic vultures. I mean, there's that reference again in like a three month period to things demonic, but we don't know exactly what that means yet. So i'm just hoping we get to a point here in the next i don't know don't want them to divulge lore but it'd be good to tie that to like what do we can what's considered demonic you know what i mean because we haven't had a reference to what you know how that how that's oriented exactly we know about undeath right we know about undeath. We know a couple of variations of undeath. We know the Tower of Carfin undeath and King Atrax undeath. You're like same, but different. And both originate from who? Fucking ancients. Always. But. Keeping that in mind, like, yeah, demonic. We we know that the others and the ancients, we know what the ancients are. We know how they use the essence. We know about the void. Demonic hasn't gotten a specific reference on where that originates from yet so yeah i'm curious about it do we think that's the others or the ancients or we think that could be potentially potentially something different
1: yeah i mean it'd be interesting to see their strategy on how they reveal like the d i mean i expect before launch or pretty close to launch we're gonna know the majors i hope we find these more minor gods through discovery. Like we have some yep. we've already potentially have, right? We're yeah. thinking like, I was thinking too, it could be, you know, god or demigod with the uh, you know, tassel worm. Um, but be interesting to see like, as things progress with various nodes, um, if it's possible um, for us to discover like new lore about a particular god, Mm. And like them being revealed in the world is like through whatever node development or, you know, somebody like doing the wrong thing and opening, you know, the Pandora's box of Vera or one of many, like being able to see those reveals that way, because it did it. It was pretty interesting how they like worked this in. And we got a, a glimpse at like another, whether it's major or minor, um, another God in the Pantheon. So yeah. be interesting to see how they how they handle that in terms of reveals of the lore mm-hmm. but it's starting to really shape up to be fairly complex when it comes to like the various like religious i guess potential religious followings you could have within the game so like, you know.
2: there's a there's a few creatures that bring to mind it. That- could be seen as a deity or even like a guardian, like, for example, the giant treant, Yeah. Like the, the guardian of the forest sort of scenario. Yeah. Same. So I'd I like to see like these sort of, like these sort of guardians or minor deities, not just be found on the world, but more appear in front of you. If they, mm-hmm. if you're starting to encroach, encroach, encroach upon their, like their domain, for example, the treant, if you start cutting down too many of its trees, too many of its brethren, yeah. it's going to start getting upset. Or start seeing some of those followers after you, and if you still still keep going, then you'll appear somewhere, like or raise up, and it's like the world boss sort of scenario. See that that oh yeah. God.
0: So that's so you both hit on something, and I feel like it's a good segue to talk about this. Kind of backtracking a little bit, but talking about the winter worm or the winter dragon, because uh, that was specifically remember we we heard about two dragons up there. Not just one, we heard about one that's a deity of some sort, like some sort of a dragon god, but we also got the one Frija, right Mhm, and that's like that's a that's the ice heart or the winter dragon, right? so yeah, ice heart dragon, right, yep, so how do we want such a dragon such as this to show itself i mean i I think events I think being you know spun because of. Civilization, But the thing is, is like, do we want this to be like maybe event based um, and something that's sort of a static in the world so that every server sort of has one? Or do we want this to be something a bit more exclusive? This is just gamer talk, right? We're not trying to dictate intrepid here. But, you know, what seems like it would be the coolest for us all, you know, something that is static in every world Maybe nodes that reach a certain area in a certain biome and they sort of show up, maybe their events, maybe their roaming bosses. Or do we want them to be like so hard locked into a node that unless a particular node in a particular area evolves to a metropolis level or city level, you don't see it. Keeping in mind resources could come from this too. another part to take into consideration.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I had my... Um, my w- way with how things and deities like this would be revealed, I would go the potentially more complex route and have it not be like a static thing on every server. I mean, one of the things that really caught my eye early on as a gamer is the fact that every server has a different story. Yep. And if if I also had my preferences for how some of this is revealed i i feel like no development shouldn't be the only way i feel like it could be like breadcrumb discovery like a piece of lore you turn into maybe an npc and that starts a process and again it's not necessarily no development driven like directly you might need to get to a certain stage to have this breadcrumb be available but i am like all for as much that they can jump into like a discovery path like you know even like we were talking about like legendaries like many different shows off and on about like finding maybe a like a really um like half destroyed relic that you have to restore and so on um I kind of feel like you know this could be a way to bring an event to light too is that you have this very powerful weapon you have to gather materials for. And then as a result of that, it creates some sort of consequence in the world that you have to deal with in order to maybe finally empower the sword. Or once you empower the sword, something happens. So there's just so many different ways they can go. And and knowing from what they've said is everything is like really branching, like depending mm-hmm. on different like um predicates i believe steven called it i would love to see you know a lot of different kinds of predicates and not knowing the complexity of the system or how they've designed it i don't know how easy or difficult it would be to add new predicates but i would love to see that they have a pipeline that's dialed in enough to do something like that because that feels like i honestly as i was thinking about this set it made me think of that whole initial feel that i had of this world it being a homebrew like start like at the starting point being a homebrew is yes. i like almost feel like if we can handle this mmo as almost like each server is like got its own dm and depending on what people mm-hmm. do it kind of evolves the world that's honestly if, if if i could flash forward and get my ideal mmo from a structural standpoint that would totally be it that would be like the MMO that hunts my dreams to be the, like the best out there. Is you just have this totally dynamic world that has all these different branches that every server really truly differentiates um, between it. I mean, I that would be like if I had to go like full nerding out on all of this. That that would totally be like what I would um, what I would love to see. Yeah,
2: I've got a totally dramatic way you could see these how you'd find this dragon right okay so it's gonna it's gonna take into effect of how multiple different uh, environmental things happen so we recently recently seen the how the snow starts building up and like melting away depending on the seasons right yeah so what if the ice dragon is actually sleeping on a mountainside like in the ice mm. like this like i've seen it in uh other like uh, images and not not in ashes, but in other like fantasy novels and stuff, right? Yeah, where a dragon is sleeping on a mountain, and you can see like the outline of it. Let's say it's it's uh, the the mountain itself is still covered in ice, still completely frozen, so you yeah. can't see the dragon. But as the season slowly goes to the end of summer, it starts melting away, and, and to, at, when it starts getting to the peak of summer, it's melted to the point where you can now start seeing the outline, it's starting to wake up. And then as soon as it's about, winter's about to happen, then it starts picking up. So you can still see the dragon there, but you can't interact with it until a certain event or time happens. That's cool. Because like the snow starts melting and it starts awakening the, the dragon itself, right? I love that, yeah. So, But like I also agree with uh, Dale Lassell, I'm hoping that the dragon isn't just locked away because of a node if certain events happen that you can make a make it spawn really not as frequently as if it was a tier five node right next to it, but you can still get it on a, I don't know, a, a bi-monthly basis or something. So it still spawns, but it's not as frequent as if it was a level five mm-hmm. node right next to it. Yeah. So it's not locked away completely by the the so, That's that's why you can still get the resources, but it makes it highly more valuable, right? Because, like, the level five node might be, like, nearly impenetrable with the defenses and stuff, and you're locked away from that one part of the uh, law or equipment on that server for who knows how long. could be, like, six months, could be a year. Because unless enough people band together to get rid of that level five node... Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping I'm hoping like Daedalus is right where th- these certain end game events aren't completely locked away but also not uh so readily available that there's no point uh destroying the level 5 node to progress
0: mm. yeah like maybe 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 multiple conditions yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like the idea of like a, the DM sort of like, cause I mean that's, you know, when you talk about planning for the future, I mean, that's something I definitely, I mean, Unreal Engine five has got so many tools it's evolving. Mm-hmm. It is like such a beautiful place for video game development. And as a result of that, if they plan, you know, if they plan their systems, which are, they've been a very, very much adhering to a modular approach. So if they continue to do that with everything that they could leave a potential for, evolving opportunities in the future with how they do their node system but the idea of of running you know server conditions based on a dm and like hey maybe there's like certain conditions that have to be checked you know maybe not the exact same ones maybe it's a uh, maybe it's like three out of the ten conditions have to be checked you know maybe one's an absolute but maybe the other two are you know there these like tertiary ones, right? You got like your primary and then you got like secondary, maybe one and then any any tertiary one It could be multiple secondaries and even more tertiary, right? But that primary one's got to be there. And then one of the options for the secondary and then pretty much any tertiary and, and it could pop. And that tertiary or even secondary could determine location as well. But I love the idea of it, like going to sleep and then potentially one of those like maybe tertiary or maybe secondary goal is going to be uh or objectives is going to be like seasonal maybe seasonal is one and then maybe another con- condition is player you know something related to the player specifically and then the primary one is related specifically to the player too um so you've got some things that kind of like create cycles around it but like in order for it to pop in its potential cycle, these other conditions still have to be met, too. And those are ideally like met by player behavior. Um, so that ties into player agency. And then it ties into like each node or sorry, each a server being its own sort of like dimension, like same world, different reality. I like that. That would be cool because then it's not like super hard locked to like a node and you absolutely have to tear a metropolis down to get this thing to happen um i still think like if, you want that but i don't think you want it to be just because of a dragon either
2: yeah like the, the dragons does not have to be in the same location either right like it would right. be anywhere around the mountain
0: yeah
2: and as and as it's melting then you're like okay it's on the east side or it's on the west side of this Yeah
0: yeah and maybe where it's at also determines like the conditions that the variety of conditions that have to be met for it to pop again yeah yeah well maybe
2: even the um if you can make the dragon pop early it might actually be stronger because the ice isn't mounted properly so if you if you're wanting to proc it early you can but it's going to be more difficult because you've done it in a way that wasn't meant to be like isn't part of the natural order of things.
0: Ooh, I'm going to read this one from Skylark, who, by the way, Skylark is one of our homies on Ashes HQ. When you go to Ashes HQ and you like those developer outlines that we got up there, those bullet point developer outlines you like, that's coming from Skylark, who does the work for us. So I can put it together and throw it up on on the website for us. So shout out to him. But hey, he said, it would be interesting if the specific tertiary or secondary things that opened it up also determine what quests are associated with it i.e. the dragon is furious with a city and you need to kill it or if it wakes up trying to get more followers and so it's a bit more friendly So, like it might have maybe it's temperaments different based on things that's actually really cool too
2: yeah because that's another thing right a dragon could be upset because it's its habitat is melting away and it's going yeah. to try and refresh that or bring it back yeah so that could yeah that, that like mobs that are normally aggressive could be passive during times when they're not meant to be around Mm. but that i I like that
0: i do too i like the idea of
2: being having a aggressive mob passive during certain events or time periods
0: yeah like maybe it's just flying around you can't attack it because you haven't really like pissed it off it's not like angry, right? Mace is flying around the sky. It's like a happy dragon right now, right? Like it's cool. It's it's happy with it's not really bothered by anything you're doing. But you know, if you go and you're like built, you know, doing something to disturb it. And I think one condition that's really great is we already know that like you know one thing nodes are going to probably do to sabotage other nodes is go and try to like deforest it so that there's no trees at certain levels that can be you know, gathered or, you know, we know that you can per the team with how they talked about gathering. If you take all the resources in area, resources are scarce. It's difficult to like, gather anything but i think if we take that idea and apply that to like let's say a dragon frozen on the ice peaks and it's on the right side but now you've gone and you you know farmed too much i don't know uh ice or whatever from having to go after ore and rock or whatever and now you've chipped away at too much of it and you've taken too much so now the dragon's like yo i'm trying to sleep here you like literally oh, even you're, yeah. yeah
2: even if you're mining the um the, the mountain and it causes an avalanche
0: oh yeah and it, just a really sha- it
2: takes the shaving off the off the um top of the mountain
0: oh yeah that's really good it's like yo, know, you just literally interrupted my slumber and i always yeah. sleep for however long and now you've yeah. interrupted that or there's
1: some type of zealot cult that wants to control the dragon or some sort of relic right that might allow them to control the dragon and attack the node yeah. so you could do something like that as well Mm -hmm. i mean and i think one of the things that armored cell said i didn't want to kind of jump in and interrupt your flow guys but something you said really made me think about like the key thing for any of these events is pacing like you don't want it to be like so frequent that you get burnt out with like okay what's the point of doing this event if it happens too frequently and if it's not frequently enough it it gives you that like almost like fear of missing out Feel that's a feels bad. So I I agree with you. Right, there should be maybe any number of events that could happen, but they should be pacing is something that I think is really going to need to be tested on, like how frequently the events could occur. Yeah. So that it's not like to the point of burnout, but it's also not like people are like twiddling their thumbs for months trying to like figure out like what we can actually do in terms of content and right. It just gets so repetitive, and I I really like what Skylark said about having predicates to determine types of quests. So it's not always the same event each time necessarily, or at least from a user experience standpoint, it's not the same event each time. That also would be a way where you could minimize burnout too in addition to the pacing.
2: Well, I just saw someone, um, uh, uh, TFG 7 yep. uh, TGF7, um, so he says, "Do you think the dragons will have hordes? So if what if what if they um it's like a more like a population control thing? If you don't deal with the dragon, it's going to nest. It's yeah, more, like more wavelings. It's going to nest again, exactly. and then eventually it's just going to come down, and it's going to be an everlasting winter.
0: Oh yeah, dude, that's like corruption. That's like the idea of, like corruption spreading, right? Yeah. Except you have a dragon of a certain aspect or element or something like fire or frost, for example. Yeah, like they're just going to keep." You know, freezing things if you don't deal with them, and so now it's like, mm, you know, you want all so your herbs frozen yeah. where you got a chip away at ice to get to them, and now you get like reduced quantities, or you want to handle it so that like you don't have everlasting winter in this area or something.
2: Like you might not deal with, deal with you might not deal with the dragon this month, right? But if you if you if you don't, you'll have a dragon and a uh, adolescent. And then if you don't deal with it again, you've now got two dragons and an adolescent, or maybe two adolescents. And then will just like yeah. slowly start building up and ramping.
0: Dude, see, this is what this is another important discussion, I think, to like take into account when we think about seasonal changes and how frequently they're gonna be. You know? Cause like mm-hmm. I guess one thing to think about is like how much is going to correlate with seasonal changes. Like, how many seasons potentially would have to go by to where you could get an everlasting winter? Could that even potentially be a thing? And How meaningful is it going to be to have something that pops up related to seasonal changes when you have seasonal changes that are going to be as frequently as they're going to be within Ashes of Creation as it currently stands? You know, how active do you want it to be? Because sometimes I feel like too active also feels like, you know, like you kind of have constant FOMO and now you feel like you have to be there all the time. And then that can also get exhausting and draining for some people. And they maybe feel like, well, I'm not on enough to play. So I'm missing out on too much. So there's like that balance. Yeah.
1: So Yeah. Was- and even the other, the other way around, like, I mean, New World did this to a T and it was frigging terrible, but the amount of like siege events that oh, yeah. occurred, like literally, daily yeah on a server right and i think on paper that sounds fantastic right oh there's always stuff to do but in reality you're like damn i can't do this this often there's got to be some way to break this up so i'm not always defending attacking defending attacking right i've got to have like some i i need some debt like I guess me personally as a player, like some other people might be like, this is awesome. I love having to do stuff like this, like, you know, four or five, six hours a day, but I'd like to be able to break it up. I want some time to craft, some time to socialize, some time like to do some, like just some, uh, some of my own questing or exploration. I don't want to constantly have to be on high alert in such a um, and in such a, I guess, not consistent, but in, in such an like, almost like ad nauseum way where it's like, and it's <laughs> at the point where it's like, I just can't, I can't sustain this as a player, let alone, um, you know, just like, I just, I can't participate mm. in everything. And then you get to that point, which you have people that maybe have that level of stamina, right. Or that level of, they want to like, uh, you know, no life it. And then yeah. you, as you said, right, you have that progression gap right and i'm not necessarily like advocating for everyone gets a trophy here right but i still feel like there's got to be some balance where you can balance that you know i guess achievement piece Mm -hmm. by making encounters maybe less frequent and more difficult versus having them be constant grindy like experiences which is what i've seen not only in new world but in other games as well right um so that's i think where the balance and the pacing comes into play for me at least
2: it also yeah. makes it feel unrealistic right because like the whole point of a yeah. raid or siege is you've got an excess amount of materials and you can go and attack another city to go take theirs that's the whole point you've got you're building up to an event where if you're constantly raiding and fighting eventually you're gonna run out of food you going to run out of potions you going to run out of ammunition like that that's the, the whole point like you're not meant to be able to attack a city day by day by day. Like it, it doesn't like, there's meant to be like a good month or whatever between each, each cycle before you can attack them again. Like always, once one, one side's going to run out of resources and then eventually this, the other side's is just going to take over. It's like, as you said, like it's more like the, the really sweaty, people, like this is how I describe it, the sweaty people, like people who are on 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, Left school to to, to play the skin twelve yeah. hours a day. Skin school,
0: right? Yeah. Jeez. You know, I think that's the thing though, right? It's like I, I see what Arthas was saying too about like you gotta have time to breathe in between things. Um mm-hmm. I think that's why it's key that you have like my in my opinion i didn't play new world but this is one of the things i perceived as an issue correct me if you if i'm wrong but it didn't seem like there was a lot to do outside of that when you got to in game like there were very specific things that were always going and i think that from my perspective it's like you don't need it to go so frequently this is why you got to launch with enough content so there's enough variety in an oh. mmorpg like the world's supposed to feel like there's a lot to be going on so like even if i'm not doing a raid not doing a siege because like there's a period of time for that uh we're not fighting a big massive dragon like i've got stuff i can be doing in between that helps me to prepare for that you know and it doesn't have to be like just a very specific set of small things because i think when that's the case that's where it starts to feel like you just grind in a way
1: yeah you you nailed it sim because i mean i dropped probably like 400 hours in that game And I can tell you without a doubt, I mean, I don't know how it is now, like full disclosure, right? I haven't played it with the most recent update, but I know the experience for me, it was great. Like those first few times and like kind of getting to the point at which you were like geared to do it, like exploits and like bugs aside, just the gameplay loop was so repetitive. And it just Mm-mm. got to the point of like, I was so burned out. It's like, um, depending like whether you owned a town or not, right? It just felt like it was a constant state of we're always defending. There was a siege like yeah. legit, probably every day. So the cooldown was was insane. Like it, it didn't, it didn't even feel like you ever had any downtime to like do anything else once you got to a certain point and It felt like even like the end game was like, let's go to certain areas of the world and just grind in one spot for an hour. And you didn't really have like a lot of other options, Mm. really. Um, There was maybe things you could do, but it was very limited in what you can do at end game. So it really did feel like it was content light. Um, And and again, I don't know how it is now, but like that initial impression for me was just not. Right. not a, a positive experience and and that was like after like really like investing a lot of time to get up there to max level and and so on and and do a lot of those events it was very um it was very taxing as a player and i think that that in and of itself was like my trigger to say yeah i think i'm done with this
0: yeah i mean it's like tedious stuff like that that makes you feel like you're on a hamster wheel like you, you just have to be logged in for the sake of being logged in or you miss out or you got to go grind yeah. world quest you got those things just they're not meaningful to me but you know if they revolve things around that world that's reactive everything f- feels meaningful then like you know you may not have you may not do a little bit of everything every thing you know every single day but might cycle between the things you like to do but to me i always feel that i enjoy the thing i finally get to get back to when i've had at least a little bit of a break from it which is why i feel like having a raid day or two is great having a pvp day or two is great you know running around on the you know seas one day running around crafting gathering doing dungeons another day like i get burned out if i do the exact same thing every single day over and over it doesn't matter if it's a combination of things or if it's the same thing if I raid every day, I'll eventually get sick of raiding. If I dungeon every day, I'll get sick of dungeons. If I craft every day, it's just, it doesn't matter what it is. But if I've got if there's enough to do, and Ashes is primed to do this, where I can I can cycle between different things each time I'm on, that's awesome because by the time I get back to that other thing, I've missed it. Now I'm looking yeah. forward to doing it again. Right, and I think it's important, at least from my perspective. That a game, especially an MMORPG, does has has a similar approach, at least for my playstyle. When it comes to world bosses as well, or other things, it's like, oh no, it's up today. I'm I'm gonna get in there and do this. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm excited. Like I've missed. I I want to go do this fight again because I don't get to do it every day.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like yeah. even with me when I play Rust, right, Like I still have to farm my resources to keep my base up. To stop it from like rotting away. However, I decide how big the base is, and I decide how much upkeep is going to be in it. Yeah, that's so. Especially, I'm choosing my own limits of what my daily is. Yeah, that's Same plain like, you Yeah, if you're doing like if you're farming any crops and ashes or whatever, you're not. Gonna, if you don't want to do a full heavy load of crops you don't have to you can do like a, a like a half load or something and then go do something else yeah like if you no one wants to no one wants to do the same repetitive thing over and over again otherwise you're not playing the game you're playing the event yeah it's it becomes a an event instead of a game it's it, it destroys it the like way it's, as long it's, as you got your own agency of what your uh repetitiveness for a yeah. game is that's the main thing that sort of case to me driven to keep playing
0: yeah you were saying that and i was like otherwise you're a hamster on a wheel or better yet neo plugged into the freaking matrix mm-hmm. right yeah. except you don't have robots you've got studios and corporations or whatever the hell you want to talk about but i'm not gonna get super into that but you see my point thank like the lfm yeah. show although the last lfm was good when it daedalus yeah uh, it was Boy, that was good. That was our last one for the year, last Thursday, too. So y'all should check it out if you haven't seen it. But I'm going to hit it on this. Did you? I did
2: listen to that. Apparently you uh, cleaned your couch or something.
0: No. Hold on a minute. Uh, No, I just said that. No, it was more like the miracle
1: of Clorox, man.
0: That was what Uh, you said. That's ridiculous. I don't use Clorox on my couch.
1: The miracle of Clorox, man.
0: Oh, man. I don't (laughs) use Clorox on that couch doesn't need to be cleaned like that it's not tainted and filthy how about this one y'all that ship though that Ooh. dragonborn's made right here's one of the things i saw on here that i want to hit on before we talk about the grim rising bit for you we, we're out of time today plus we got a community topic too so we got to hit on these because last show but this ship carved wooden figurehead style is uh, visage of a fiercely charging dragon has led armed flotillas on countless battles, churning whitecaps of distant seas. Here it is right here though. Although the frigid waters of the North, uh, although in the frigid waters of the North, they must brave treacherous ice flows face blackhearted ocean marauders and do battle. Okay. It also talks about right. Being able to clear a path through frozen waters by pushing straight into a pack ice. Okay. When we watched the seasons video back in the day, remember and they showed things changing. I was like, oh, this is really cool, et cetera. I remember seeing the ship in the background. I was like, oh, that's awesome. But what if the water freezes? How you make your way through if the water were to freeze? And I saw this and I was like, this is just wishful thinking. I'm hoping that they're planning that ships will have the capability modular design to add and augment themselves and have tools and capabilities so that if you get into areas like frozen waters, maybe you do have to have this equipment so you can plow through. I just I'm hoping. Then, yeah,
1: equipment or classes of ships, right? Yeah. I think that's probably yeah. where, again, they they talk about features with the skin. And that's, I think, where where some in the community have some issue. Like, does the skin give you that? No. You know that ability? No. So you have to think of like, that. you know, how do you get yeah. to those? Is it like an attachment that you're adding on? Right? Is it a class of ship that can do that? That's probably where I think I would like to see maybe in the future like a little more clarification there. But it is like the minute you like mentioned. Uh, I read that. I kind of thought exactly along the lines of what you were thinking. Is like. Yeah. How does weather impact your ability to travel, especially on the seas, um, too? So yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Now that also brings up a question: um, Is there some skins that require modules before you can apply the skin?
1: Mm, that's true. That I I I think that would. That's a good question is, to ask too. This is an icebreaker skin,
2: like icebreaker skin, right? Um, right. And it, and it looks like that because it has that module on it can you still apply it without that module or do you, is that module now a requirement for you to apply that skin? Right.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think, I think they recently did say that they were not likely to have waters freeze, but I'm hoping like long term that they'll, will they'll, they'll do that. Especially with how much ocean they're going to have and how much naval content they could expand into. I wouldn't really expect it to be like when the game launches though. Um, Okay, there's always updates yeah always DLCs. I, I think like updates for naval content treasure hunting the underrealm specifically and what's going on down there um yeah i think there's like a lot of you know components to the game that we're gonna launch with in like you know base level like caravans as well Um, but i think like later evolving those systems to have maybe other things happen for example maybe you're traveling with uh, caravans but now we've been a year into the game and the minotaur faction of the those beast creatures are really pissed off that you've been here for a year and now they're attacking caravans and now you got to worry about them and you know you got to worry about players in certain areas so i just think stuff like that's cool i wouldn't expect it in the beginning but like long term uh that could be really fun Let's talk about this tower. Um, number one, I think it's important that in not only games, but just in fantasy worlds, it, areas that are frozen tend to be ominous. Ashes seems like it's going to have that approach. Uh look lord of the rings like the the world of tolkien was like that i mean you look into our own mythology i mean even i'm doing that with my stories right the north the the cold area look at george r r martin stuff right the creatures the white walkers in the north like historically in mythology we we do this right and some of my own aspects of like mythology are based on like persian mythology and the dark god like arama right he's like in the northern frozen area so like things that are gnarly and dangerous usually either get banished to the north or into the frozen lands exist there and you're guarding against it or something like that right or there's just something really dangerous there because you know well what happened what happened to people when they got caught in like frozen areas like bad things happened and never came back and then we started creating stories about how you know dangerous like entities exist there So fast forward, fantasy fiction, fantasy games. What do you expect? You expect shit to go bad in cold areas, man. Bad things, sometimes bad creatures. And it looks like Ashes of Creation is taking a page from the playbook. Well played, may I say. Good to see. Love it. The... Cyan tendrils of Garth Bane, a frosty lichen native to the northern tundra, cling to the ancient stone bricks of Grim Rising. What was Grim Rising? That's the cosmetic fear of real that you can pick up. They talk about the ancient spire. Once contained prisoners of House Lyneth. Oh, there's the Tyian the fallen rulers of the nascent Aelan Empire. Lyneth's enemies were banished to the frozen Northlands and imprisoned in the nearly inescapable tower. Here we go with another tower.
2: actually, an
0: there you go. Some so, captives yeah. died under the lash, and some became sustenance for the ice heart dragon. What? Okay. Why don't we just go there? So it's a damn prison. You're getting lashings. You're sustenance for a dragon. Here's another. Here's another bad tower in the game, man. Tower Carfin, undead and stuff. The freaking Grim Rising. Are we gonna get a Grim Rising actual location? But the Grim Rising free old cosmetic is just something that's like that to put on your. I mean, why not? Right? You get many pets to creatures and games you kill sometimes. Anyway. Feel free to jump in on that one if you'd like. Tasty.
2: So it's not a tower. It's just a
1: buffet for the dragon. (laughs) It's like, what do you call it? A a prison buffet. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's a buffet for the dragon, dude.
2: The dragon just comes up with some, some, like, fucking coins. And it's like, "Uh, I'm going to get a uh, dwarf. I'm going to get a (laughs) town. Yeah, I know.
1: It's like, I'm I'm sure there's books in there, like, how to serve
0: How to serve. Oh. <laughs> wow, dude. It's like that's what all those whole whole areas are on this side of the, the tower. The, libraries,
1: the library is is cookbooks. The, the, library dragon, is... Gets,
2: the dragon starts shaking because it gets jammed <laughs> because the door was too thick.
0: Oh my yeah. gosh, dude. It's literally just. Talk spinning about a hairball, man. Oh my god. <laughs> that's so good, dude. But look at this. Will it be given a new and peaceful purpose, or will the tormented spirits within demand additional lost souls to bolster their Guteri of damnation? Damnation, demonic. We got a couple references, man. Mm-hmm. To think I got a feeling, man. I'm hearing references and tethers of things that are frozen and in and, and damnation or demonic. We'll see what happens in the future, but I got a feeling the demonic things might end up having like an alignment to cold areas. Just a guess. We'll see what happens. It's just speculation at this point, but damn, that was an action packed. Look at that. We have, we have not talked about, we have not used cosmetics as an almost entire show in a long time. Mm and this was easy to do we could go so many other ways off on tangents but uh i'm gonna ask if you got final thoughts about this particular bit because i got one community oriented topic that i'd love to talk about and that's going to be our final one we'll try to make it brief but i think it's a good one to end on because i thought it was an interesting topic in the forums on ashes
1: i'm good to dive into that one nice
2: yeah I really like I like this one. I like the easements. It's more like short stories really. But the um the skip the uh outfit, I've just I've realized where I've seen it from, where, where it reminds me of. Yeah. Uh the ice uh the um the the ice walkers, the um from Game of Thrones, the armor. Uh, White, walkers? Ice, White Walker's armor. Look up White Walker's armor oh, it's the same um, yeah. it did
1: have, it it's
2: did not the have same padding, lines, but yeah. it's the same material
0: that's interesting
2: It did and have a similarity the, and they got like blue eyes as well as well was, yeah I see i can see the influence
0: all right all right cool so <clears throat> here's our topic from the forums right and dark tides posted this over there said nothing really stands out yet combat still needs a wow factor quote-unquote wow factor and I'm not going to go into their point here because they're just, I mean, that's literally the long and short of it. Combat still needs a wow factor. It's not, doesn't pop yet. Feel free to jump on in on that. I'm curious what you think.
2: Um, I don't think, I don't think that after a wow factor for the, uh, uh, the combat at this point in time, I feel like uh, there's a few other things they need to work on before they need to work on combat. Fair point. Um, like they got the, the the bare bones of it doesn't mean that's what what you see now is what's going to be at end game we are in alpha like most of the changes happen in alpha and more of the iterations happen in alpha like mm. i think people once again are expecting too much too soon um when they start doing like multiple iterations of the combat then be like okay they start giving feedback on it but just don't be like i i understand some criticisms about um maybe like the art style being like when, for example, if you see WoW, you know it's a, a WoW character because of the art style. I can understand the art style scenario where they haven't some, like you're starting to get their, their groove on their, their art style. I can start to see it now. But with the combat, looking for a WoW style, I'm just like, they're not at that point yet. Then like we have, we've only just seen um, the Archer gameplay, like, As I said, I think some people just need to calm down on the copium and just just relax a bit, you know? Just just chill a little bit.
0: I feel you, dude.
1: I mean, not much to add there, like, in terms of, like, my takeaway too. I, I guess my opinion is it's good to get the feedback that that's maybe an area to focus on in the future, but I think it is definitely, like, looking at the timing and the expectations um, is really important. But I mean, I'm actually glad people are like looking like thinking about that now so that Intrepid kind of has that feedback early, because one of the things about their approach to like development, project management, the agile is you're showing things and getting feedback, even if that feedback is for like version 15 and you're on version, you know, 0.5. You're still <laughs> gonna need to know that to maybe plan for that in the future. Um, I would say, as a baseline, I was pretty happy with it. Um, but that's, I'm gonna temper that with the fact that I'm not in there and actually able to feel like how that, you know, how that feels from a control standpoint. I'll just give you an example. Recently um, on the PS5, there was a demo for the game Forspoken, and visually looks fantastic but the controls in my opinion were very difficult to navigate Mm -hmm. and so i'm kind of maybe applying that same logic here with with ashes it looks great i'd like to see how it feels i'd like how the pacing like how it will feel like as you get into more involved encounters like personally getting more involved in in the encounters but i i wouldn't say that I'm unhappy with the direction they are going because right now it's only directional. It's not final product.
2: Yeah. I, I don't even add to what you're saying, like how what, it might not, it might look good, but it doesn't feel good or vice versa. Because I was, I played a game recent, uh, a couple of weeks back. You can play it now again. It's uh, called Dark and Darker. So like the graphics wise, it looks a bit meh, but when you play it, so it's like similar to Tarkov, but more medieval. So you go on there as like a warrior, rogue, archer, and you go on there, collect loot, and try and teleport out. So the graphic design of it, like, doesn't look that great, but when you go on there and play with the the being a, the rogue or the warrior, it feels very good, very fluid. Like the combat feels great. Like, so just because you see it and doesn't look good, it might feel good. It, like once you get into the game, then you start to realize what it's like. So until we're actually in the game and got a hands-on experience on what the controls and the combat feels like, that's when we can have like a true understanding of like, okay, we need, th- we need it to feel more reactive or it feels too sluggish or it feels too floaty. Like that's when real criticism starts coming up here. But, mm-hmm. Like, yes. that's what, so the, what, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to um, reiterate on what Dayla said.
0: I was wondering if somebody was going to say that I want to play in chat and Arthas did. He did not disappoint. Yeah, but that's that's it 100%, right? We got to test it. We got to get it into our hands and and see because that's the only way we're going to know. Alpha, alpha 2, right, or alpha in general, like basically from alpha till the end of alpha, that is that is where this stuff needs to be worked on, resolved, fine-tuned before you move into beta. Beta is like, it's a polished test. That's really all, all betas are even supposed to be. So I think, uh, again, I'm going to say what I've said before. I think people have a tendency to look at it and expect it to be a finished product right now. Uh, do I agree that it needs a, a a wow factor? Sure, but I would probably argue that they've already got one in mind and that's augmentation. I think the augmentation system is the wow factor, right? I, but we, we are not there yet, right? I think that's the potential wow factor that needs to be polished, but until we get to test it, we're not gonna really know what they're going for yet. We we just don't know. We haven't seen it yet, right? All we know is the rudimentary framework for three ranks for the skills. You can choose where your points go. There's passives for things. How's augmentation work exactly? We gave you a rudimentary example, but we haven't seen it yet. So we gotta see it. We gotta get our hands on it. And then we'll know what the hell what the hell's going on. Um, I am gonna double down on what I said previously though. I've seen people debating it, uh, and I'm still talking about it, and I need to go chime in on this. I don't want active blocking. I don't want it. I hope we don't get it. Uh, Sounds like they're planning on it and potentially debating it. I'm hoping we don't get it, uh, because I I have concerns about stability and performance uh, in combat, large-scale combat situations. They're wanting to work on achieving. And people go, that doesn't mean that's going to be an issue. No, but it it's often an issue in games where that's the case. So um, I've seen too many examples of where it is. So I'm like, e- yeah, you've already got active weapon swings, right? You're going to have active blocking too on top of augmentation and a hybrid combat system. Is it going to be hybrid though if you do that? Because then I'd say it's definitely going to become more action combat. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like things are going to switch and then they're going to have potentially issues on that. That's my that's my perspective. And I need to make sure I go tune in and share that before the holidays are over. But uh, okay, so uh, last but not least, friends, remember. Oh, wait, no, that's you, Faisal. We need to make sure that we um, or that you all help to provide me with a caption for that yeah and don't forget that uh, this friday uh, 11 a.m pacific ashes of creation Zoo and their development live stream we'll be doing our watch party welcome to join us and we'll be doing the ashes post show last one of the year also they noted in the discord i don't want to forget to say this don't expect a lot i've been telling people this for two months right with the last couple months don't expect tons of stuff their people are on vacation things are going down they're winding down they've worked all year things are more chill the community manager posted in discord stating that there's going to be an office showcase it looks like we're going to potentially see people talking to the devs over there maybe doing a tour maybe you'll see some gameplay don't expect anything big or new this is a this is a this is the end of the year stream right friends so kind of Look at it as such. Like I'd say probably go into it looking for good vibes and good times. That's what I'm planning to do. Um, But gentlemen, last last show, final notes for the year, because we'll be back in 2023 next time on the first. Final thoughts?
1: Well, just maybe one in regards to the wow factor discussion. I think the other piece that they're exploring right now is the idea of um synergy between combat yes uh sorry synergy between classes Mm -hmm. i think that's another thing right that is a layer and and i tend to agree with you with the active blocking piece knowing we're also going to not necessarily have an auto attack it's going to be like input required i just feel that might get a little too like busy or cumbersome to deal with but i guess we'll see in testing but yeah that was my only other final thought so yeah Looking forward to the live stream, see what they've got planned, and maybe they'll give us an idea of what the roadmap is for 2023, potentially, hopefully. Yeah. That would be the only thing that I would be like, please just give us a little hint at what's what's potentially happening in 2023, other than it's going to be a big year for us. <laughs> Which, that's what they said last year, and it was. And it was indeed a big year, but I would like to maybe just one level <clears throat> down on detail. would be good. Yeah,
2: I'm excited for the fact that Next time we'll be streaming, we'll be in the year of Alpha 2. We can can
0: pretty
1: much just say that, right? Yeah, I hope hope there's at least spot testing starting early in the year would be nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm still where I'm at before. I think second quarter, somewhere flexibly, potentially into second quarter, leading into summer, I think is probably where we're going to have Alpha 2. I'd expect some, um, you know... Back in testing and, and close testing, probably to spot test a, a bit in the early part of the year. But I, I just think it's going to be into second quarter, probably. I go with that. I think that's pretty solid. I think if we do that, that we have the potential for like, I don't know, maybe nine months of or give or take. You know, I, I think if you're planning on launching the uh, launch party in vegas like steven's planning i don't see I, summer seems like a good time i mean a year from the summer we do alpha two this summer maybe coming this up.
1: spring i don't want it to be so hot
0: <laughs> <laughs> true story um but yeah i i'm still i'm still sticking to that that's what i think i don't have any reason to to think otherwise that would be pretty awesome i'm hopeful for alpha two uh coming up but i just want to say to everybody uh shout out Much love to everybody, right? We are well over 200, what are we, 205 today episodes, right? We've got some things planned for next year for the show. Um, Much love to everybody. And I hope you all have a really great holiday. We'll be seeing you for New Year's Day. That's the plan. Check our Discord, discord.gg forward slash simorg. And that's for the community, for all Ashes HQ, Pathfinders, all the things is at. So be sure you're in there, Um, catch up with the homies, have a really great Christmas. If I don't see you, I'll see some of you all on Friday, but if we don't see you until the next podcast, listeners, viewers, and the places, Uh, happy holidays to you all. Stay safe. Happy holidays uh, for Christmas, for New Year, if you celebrate and friends, we'll be catching you on the show in 2023. Much love, everybody. Gentlemen, why don't you shout out your domains and where people can find you when you're not on this show?
1: you can find me on twitter at the ashen herald and on youtube youtube.com slash the ashen herald Marcel.
2: you can find me in your dark dark hearts and you can find me on twitch.com oh, forward slash twitch.com forward slash twitch. i don't know man i'm tired i'm still recovering from, me
0: <laughs> yeah. from
2: the lack of sleep <laughs> i'm sorry man but uh merry christmas and a happy new year man
0: Yeah, you too, buddy. And uh, Knights of the Phoenix, we are recruiting for our community and for Ashes. So join the Discord. uh, Hit me up. Shoot me a DM. And remember, friends, we might be at the end of the day's show, and uh, it's a pleasure as always. But remember... Ashes Pathfinders aren't just the people that are here on this round table during the show. It's literally all of you who listen, who watch, who tune in live, who join us sometimes. Much love to all of you to Intrepid Studios. And until next year in the next show, live your best lives, walk in the light, friends. Have a great night and a happy new year. And we'll see you soon. Good night.
1: Happy holidays, everyone. Have a good one.